Screen West Screen with Paul and Kevin, where if films were food, they'd be full of it. So we don't really have any proper news that we want to focus on this week because we want to spend a considerable amount of time uh, talking about the 32nd Annual Hong Kong Film Awards, uh, going through some of the winners and comparing and contrasting with uh, some of the nominees. As uh, Kevin said in the opening blurb, uh, it kind of seems like the um, the Academy, if you will, uh, kind of gave the cold shoulder to... Uh, a number of the nominees this year, and primarily because it seems like Cold War, uh, the, the big uh, heavily promoted film from 2012, uh, seemed to pretty much sweep many of the award categories. Um, so, Kevin, why don't you take us through um, the the list of the winners? And uh, Ross, you can kind of jump in and and uh, give us some of your thoughts on each of the categories as well and we'll just kind of go through it one by one i think there were probably some there's some other commentary that we can get to in terms of the the very odd look of the awards the stage design as as well as some of the um other uh, comments that were made during the awards i think we all had uh, some moments that uh, kind of stick in our mind we'll get to those in a moment so kevin what were the who were the big winners Yes, let's uh, take a look at the uh, the overall uh, results. Uh, Cold War won a total of nine awards, including uh, Best Screenplay, Best uh, Director, uh, Long Man Learn and uh, Sunny Look, uh, Best uh, Picture, of course, uh, Best Actor, and a whole slew of uh, technical awards. That gives it uh, a total of nine awards, which actually ties Comrades Almost a Love Story as the most... Um, most awards for a single film in a single year. A travesty. So, <laughs> we know it was a little later, but actually, Pan Chan, uh, even though he was snubbed for, for the major awards, like Best Director and Best Picture and Best Screenplay, uh, actually, free, he, his films ended up um, almost having a total sweep of the, of the acting awards. Uh, Miriam Yuan won Best Actress for Love in the Buff. Ronald Chang and Dada Chan uh, won uh, the in supporting categories for Bulgaria. So that's three wins for Panama Chern and still nine wins for Cold War. Mm. So, still a travesty. Uh, and of course, The Last Tycoon uh, took two technical awards. The Great Magician won Best Costume. Um, some people may not agree with this, but uh, Chinese Zodiac uh, won the Best Action Design Award for Jackie Chan. Um, what else do we have here? Okay, uh, back to 1942, the Feng Gong famine film won Best Film from Mainland China and Taiwan. Meanwhile, Roy Chow uh, finally won the award he thought he deserved for Murderer. Uh, the, he won the it, Best New Director Award. And he didn't uh, this time either. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so a lifetime, and the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Um Si Yun, uh, a longtime uh, writer, director, producer who also established the, uh, a few of uh, Hong Kong uh, filmmakers' uh, union or groups, so to speak. Um, and of course, this year is a tribute to shooting on film or photographic film. So two, uh, two professional film developers or film processors or what you'll call them, uh, they won the Professional Achievement Awards uh, while Eastman Kodak uh, won the Pioneer Award, which I don't understand why, for something they've done for, like, a century. Yeah. I don't know how is it Pioneer. Also but, known yeah. as the Dinosaur Award. Yes, the, actually, it's, the, it's, it's kind of ironic that they call it the Pioneer Award when it's the award, you know, the Dinosaur Award. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the, the overall, the general um, uh, overview of this year's uh, awards. Um, so, Ross, what, what do you think? Uh, except for the travesty part, what do you think about this year's results? Uh, pretty terrible overall. <laughs> Honestly speaking, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like too, uh, too cavalier about the whole thing, but you know, th this is not a, really a year where there were uh, a lot of great films, and certainly it, to me, nothing that really should have gone out there and dominated. I mean, at this point, you're kind of handing them out piecemeal. Cold War winning Best Picture is 
we can talk about this at length if you guys want later or now if you want, but about Cole winning Best Picture, I don't think that was that big a deal. It, it's not a stretch that it won, and it may as well have won. It's hard to be so uncaring about it, but for it to like take so many other awards, it took tie Comrades Almost a Love Story, making it like a a a landmark Hong Kong film is just, to me, crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and especially, I mean, I think if you talk to many people who are um, longtime fans of Hong Kong cinema, you know, going back a couple decades and know film, you know, know a film like Comrades, uh, A Love Story, that's a memorable film, and I think that's one that many fans would go back to and watch again, and I think it's something that will, you know, exist in festivals in the future. It'll be something that people would want to see in the in the cinemas again as sort of a, a you know a nostalgic trip down memory lane perhaps i don't get that same sense from cold war i don't get the sense that you know in five to ten years people are going to be reminiscing about this film but the thing is i think there is a a disconnect um between kind of us and and, and local audiences i mean a lot of western reviews and uh, and us mostly and, and even a lot of non-locals they they Felt that you know, just Cold War is not your big deal. That that is kind of overrated. But there are also many local audience, many people paying audiences who actually really love the film and genuinely think that it was a it was a great film. But why? And, why? Why? Why does why does that exist? Because to me, it's not a bad film. It was heavily promoted. I mean, we've been we 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 were kind of force fed trailers for it and people coming on and and you know opining. You know, the actors coming on and opining in the trailer about what a great film it was going to be. We heard about that for months in advance, and then they had a heavy campaign for it right before it was released, and it got released, and okay, it was not really playing up against anything major at the time. Um, so it d- does fairly well. It's got big-name stars, and, and you know, I, I do want to sort of go down each of, the, each of the categories and have you guys share your thoughts about the categories um, compared with the nominees. And I'm not saying it's not deserving of best picture, but I think that it it does seem kind of that it got so many awards in so many categories, and perhaps I don't agree with, you know, all of the categories that it got awards for. That's part of the issue. But I I just I mean it seems to me it it feels like it's in the realm of Infernal Affairs, but it's not Infernal Affairs. Um, but I think that's what they wanted to be. They 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 kind of will it to become what they think is the next Inferno Ferris. They think this film is saving the, the, yeah, and so the local industry. It, to me, it seems like they followed that format. You know, they followed kind of the look. They got the big name stars. It's got these twists and turns in it. Um, and at the end of the day, though, it, it seems more like a color by numbers. It's like, okay, this is what worked before, so we're going to do that, but slightly differently this time to try and make, you know, the, 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 same, the same product. I think a major, major part of a major factor of Cold War success is that it gives the audience the idea that they're getting this secret government expose, especially mm. in a time where, you know, government, Hong Kong government is being criticized for not being transparent. You get this movie that 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 promises you a, a total transparent, total expose of the police department, yeah. which, you know, probably not true because, you know, a lot of the f- things in the film are not are not, you know, are not logical or, or even or even Never credible. Happened. Basically, that? it never happened. Yeah, it's the movie's ridiculous, but uh, I guess no one notices. Yeah, no one notices, or no one really asks. They think that it, it, because a bunch of people talk, you know, break out and talk in abbreviation, and therefore it must be accurate. So I think there's that angle going for the film here. Perhaps part of the successful formula too is the fact that Andy Lau's in government, which is kind of a a secret wet dream of many people, right? <laughs> I bet you he would suck, to be honest. But anyway, um. The, the thing is, you say there's a disconnect, and I get that, but there's always been a disconnect between what's popular and what what wins awards, you could say. Yes, but uh, this time, it, it seems like the popular movie also wins awards. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say that that's true. Um, how many people, well, n- not to use these guys as an example, because they, they stink, but the Hong Kong Film Critics Society, um, <laughs> they didn't even have... Cold War as one of their recommended films to recall, even though you know, it was re- was near best picture because of their how how completely wacky their awards are. Yeah. But supposedly that wasn't one of their recommended films. So you know what gives? 
um, you know, I saw Cold War with a bunch of locals. I'm not Cold War. I mean, uh, the awards with a bunch of locals. And, and none of them had seen it. Cold War? No, yeah. Only one had seen it. Yes. In- including yourself or? No, well, no. Well, if, you, if you put me in there, yes, then two people had seen it. <laughs> but, well, three um, people. Well, if, if your wife was there, it's three people. Okay, yes, if my wife was there, and she was, so yeah, three people. Sorry, you got uh, 30% of the people who were there, including a child, by the way, um, were, uh, had only had seen it. It's only 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, the strange thing, it did make 40, it, did, it is the highest grossing domestic film of the year. Hmm. So you would you expect that a lot of people would have seen it. Yes, but the highest grossing film last year was 3D Sex and Zen. <laughs> you know, that was not a good movie. And, you know, I don't think you would meet anybody. Yeah, that's like, true. Well, I, the street, like you know, walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, three D Sex and Zen, good movie." Yeah, and they go, "Yeah, no, you know, A, they go, no, and B, they go, oh, how'd you know I saw it?" So <laughs> those, are the, those are the two things that would occur. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in this case, maybe yeah, the movie that everyone went to see was the one that won the awards, but it, it's it's weird. It's not a good film. Well, you know, it's not a bad film, but it's just like so so. A lot of screaming, and you know, the first half is all right, but. It really doesn't make any sense if you if you really see. Here's the thing about a best picture, it should have some logical basis somewhere. It should aspire to some level of quality. But you know, if you if you watch Cold War as kind of an entertaining uh, su- uh, thriller, pseudo uh, corruption thriller, it's it's fun to a degree. But if you really try to hold it up to a certain level, it just doesn't hold up. If you try to like raise it up and say this is a good film and it makes sense and it's got this deep plot and these things going on. I mean, like, Kevin and I, we discuss all the time that, you know, the story doesn't even make any sense if you think about it. Um, the, first the, half, the, well, the first half hour, yes. But the first thing that happens is an explosion occurs in a Mongkok uh, movie theater. And uh, this kicks off the whole event, which, you know, but as anyone who know, lives in Hong Kong knows or would realize if they thought about it for, like, 30 seconds, if an explosion went off in a Mong Kong theater, A, people would die, okay? There's no way people would not die unless it was like a trash can exploding, in which case it would be like a small fire and you need like a fire extinguisher and that would be it. Um, first of all, people would die. And this film says no one dies, which is which is crap. But two, the whole territory would be in like freaking panic. They would lock down the city. Yeah. I mean, Every- I, I, I can recall. Um, I, I, I can't remember the year. It was the year that the cop shop babes was was made because they they had a reference to it in that movie where somebody was going around blowing up uh, phone booths or something. Do you remember that, Kevin? I don't think I was in Hong Kong when that happened. Yeah. Um, and, and it was like in the news every day. It's like, uh, was it a copycat person? And then, you know, the, the thing with the, the, the acid bomber um, oh, yeah. a couple years ago, you know, that was always the like front page stuff when that was going on. So yeah, someone threw a couple of bottles of acid down on Mong and they installed cameras in, around the entire neighborhood. But, you know, but in core, they almost seem, made it seem like it was this operation. But frankly, the whole place would have been like a nightmare. Everyone would be trying to go to China that week, just get the hell out of Hong Kong. Um, everyone would be freaking out. Yeah. You know, they, they, they were, it, it wouldn't be just a bunch of people in an office screaming at each other because they were doing something political. Mm-hmm. My God, it, it would be a nightmare in Hong Kong. Actually, the real story of Cold War, if there's going to be this the quote unquote terrorist action going on, would have been um, how quickly Hong Kong decide, uh, descends into chaos. Mm. So it's like, it doesn't even hold up to that logical scrutiny. Other things, of course, the chief executive would have to be involved in like a minute and a half and he didn't get involved yeah. in the film. And then like the, the commissioner of police is like somewhere in Europe and he calls and goes, I'm not going to be there for a few days. So you guys handle it for me. Yeah, like that would happen. <laughs> and so he well, it was it Michael Wong, so what, yeah. what do you expect? But then he leaves it to his two deputies who are too busy fighting with each other. Uh, <laughs> And like you know, doing political things. Meanwhile, someone's blowing up, you know, yeah. movie theaters. Michael Wong in Europe, you know, looking for stuff. Where's yeah. my Google? So. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to go through each of the categories and hear your thoughts on the nominees that didn't win, um, in contrast with the winner. So we start with Best Picture, and um, if you are listening in, I would urge you to go over to uh, LoveHKFilm.com. And uh, they have the entire listing of the 32nd Annual Hong Kong Film Awards. So we're going to go down in this in order. Uh, Best Picture, the winner was Cold War. And it was up against The Bullet Vanishes, um, the uh, speed-slash-racing film Motorway, 
the uh, action film The Viral Factor and Pang Ho Chung's Vulgaria. Um, so first I'll go to Kevin and then, then over to Ross. Um, guys, which do you agree with um, Cold War coming out on top of these, or do you think that one of these films uh, had, a, had a stronger presence and deserved to be the winner? Well, honestly, I expected Cold War to win. Just based on based on what the what the where the wind was blowing, so to speak. But I wanted Bulgaria or Motorway to win. I mean, Bulgaria would have been a great statement, right? It's a great statement against co-production uh, or or for local cinema, kind of like the Gallons win a couple of years ago when mm. it was for nostalgia, it was for you know sentimental win. Um, and that you know I would prefer that, even though Bulgaria was not the best film. Um, or Motorway, Motorway was a solid film, and and you know it's a film where it aims. It, it it hits where exactly where it aims, which sounds kind of like a pun, but it's not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it it it's not a really ambitious film, but it actually is very successful at, at what it's trying to do. So I thought it was really the most solid film of the year. Hmm. Uh, so I would have preferred either of those two uh, to win. Uh, Ross. Um, well, first of all, it's not a viral factor, uh, <laughs> and second of all, Cold War. Probably, I agree that I expected it to win too because it it fits all those 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 qualities that people around here would would equate with a award winning film. Um, so so yeah, there's that, and it it did kind of have like a gallons thing going for it among people. They mm-hmm. felt it resonated with them for a certain reason. Um, of course, not in the same way Bulgaria did. But Bulgaria is really a young people thing, and you know most people who vote for this are not old, young. Yeah. So yeah. For them, voting for Bulgaria is just like dirty to them. Um, the problem with me is Bulgaria and Motorway and Bullet Vanishes. I think they're all really good, but they all have like one big major flaw. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to put one above the the rest. I think the problem with Motorway is the story is really just too generic. Uh, Bullet Vanishes uh, derivative, that's its biggest problem. And, um, and Bulgaria is really kind of, you know, it, it's kind of... Uh, it doesn't really hold together overall. It's, it's too of, talky. Yes. Yeah, it has a lot of a pastiche of great ideas and great jokes, really funny. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't really hold together. It, it's 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 it, it has an emotional line through it, but the emotional line is only it doesn't really totally exist. It's just kind of there. So it's it, it's a lot of things. Um, if you had to ask, if you actually asked me, I might choose Bullet Vanishes. Probably not many people would agree with me. Um, but the biggest problem is yeah, it is super derivative of Sherlock Holmes. Mm degree it really is a certain tone of it i wouldn't say the character as much but the tone and certain shots um, but i thought that was probably the best put together and it did more with what it was trying to do than it, it, it reached a higher level than something like motorway although motorway is technically you know amazing i would have been happy if any three of those films had won actually yeah i could see that i i think for me i was kind of pulling full for full, for vulgaria if simply for the fact that it had this um this controversy over the uh, the uh, Beijing critic uh, Jasmine Jia, who had written uh, against the film, and it sort of came became this back and forth uh, between her commentary and then her winning. She won an award, and and there's a whole. Uh, I'll put some links up on the site if you're interested in in following up on that story. Um, but it's a little bit of controversy, and I would have thought it would have been a nice little um statement if it had actually won uh for for best picture um although you know arguably i think um i, I would have wouldn't mind the bullet vanishes winning i i do agree it's kind of derivative of uh, sherlock holmes but i really enjoyed the story and the performances and i think in terms of the films that i'll probably go back and watch multiple times in years to come um the bullet vanishes is there vulgari is there um motorway possibly there the viral factor i might not ever go back to uh, and cold war i don't know if i'll go back to anytime soon i think if, if viral factor is like on tv or something like in the middle if you don't have to sit through all that crying crap yeah. i might watch it again i, but, I, I yeah. wouldn't mind watching the 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 opening uh because the opening is pretty good um or the, the car chase in the middle. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's it's that kind of movie. It's, it's like a T. It's like a cable movie that you watch on a Saturday afternoon. It's not a best picture nominee. Crying out loud. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's run over to best director. Uh, also, Long Minang and Sunny Lok for Cold War. We're up against uh, La Chi Lang for The Bullet Vanishes, Pang Ho Chung for Love and a Buff, uh, Soi Chung for Motorway, and Dante Lam for The Viral Factor. Uh, so Kevin, 
you agree with the, the directors winning for the Cold War as well? Um, I think that th- them winning again fits with that whole expectations that these guys are you know the new the new Inferno Fairs pair, whatever they're going to say, Hong Kong Film Industry, blah, blah. And, you know, for first-time directing effort, you know, they did okay. Yeah. I thought the film was okay. It's not great. I mean, the music is too loud, blah, 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 blah. All kinds of complaints. But for, for two first, first-time directors, I, mean, I think they made a solid effort. Um, but I think in terms of directing, we talk about real directing skills. Um, I think Soi Chang did an excellent job of Motorway. Um, even though he had two years, two three years to do it, um, I don't think Pound Chen should have won. Should have been nominated for Love and Above, uh, or even nominated this year. Period. I think this last year was weakest year as a director, um, and I didn't think he should have been there, uh, nominated. And even if he should have been nominated, I think it should have been for Bulgaria, not for Love in the Buff. Um, so I didn't agree with that. I, I think maybe even Dante Lamb just for handling all the action. In a Vow Factor, um, I think those two Motorway and Vow Factor are considerably tougher films to direct. Um, and honestly, okay, lost you learn. I mean, I, I think he did okay with the Bullet Advantages. And but then he, of course, he gets a kind of a points off for for the Sherlock Holmes vibe mm. in the film. So so I think that kind of took points off. So I would have been fine with Soi Chang or Dante Lam. Okay. Ross, I, I think it's Soi Chang in a landslide. <laughs> uh, again, even if I would choose Bullet Advantages as the best picture of the year. Uh, I think Soi Chang is the only one this year I would have chosen as best director. Uh, simply for uh, the, the film was just really well made and uh, everything held together. Again, story is really generic, but if you take the story out of the equation, the film is, I think, uh, a superior one for what it's trying mm-hmm. to do. Um, and Soi Chang, yeah, I hate to I hate to throw this out there, you know, I I, I do subscribe to that oh he's kind of do type thing. Um, with that in mind, the the uh, those those two guys, the uh, the the uh, co guys, are not due. Mm. You know, they, they they just this is their first film. I mean, who knows if they'll ever make a film this good again? Uh, when it wasn't even that good, that's the worst part. But um, yeah, it's like they we don't know what they're capable of. This could be a complete one off. Actually, I did bring up something in my blog uh, that that these two guys have been in the industry for a long time, which means they know a lot of people. Um, and it worked for a lot of people. I'm wondering if, if that factor um, kind of gave like, oh, these two guys, I know him, they've been my assistant director, or he's been my art director. And you know now he's kind of, kind of do, you know, doing his, his thing as a director. <clears throat> I'm sure that, that the, uh, the Guan Chi or the Guan Hai plays a big part in a lot of this. It, it has to. Um, yeah, Ross? No, but, but I was just going to say that you know, but the problem is, again, you know, you just don't know, will these guys do it again? And uh, it, to me, it was, it was a wussy choice. Mm. Um, especially since, like I said before, this is not a year there should have been like a domination by any one film. So spreading yeah. the wealth around would have been perfectly acceptable and actually, I think, preferable. At least, you know, you could give a... It's not like, you know, you're going up against uh, a simple life where it's like everything or nothing. You just kind of have to pick and choose. And mm. I think that would be fine. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. And a lot of people who were quite deserving, uh, Bullet Vanishes, 12 nominations, no wins. Yeah. Uh, that's just sad. Um, but it kind of indicative what the film is. It's very solid, solid enough for nominations, but honestly, not not really a, a, a home run hmm. in any way. But Cold War. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I, I know you don't like uh, Full Advantages as much as Paul or I, which is which is fine. But you know, in the context of the fact that there, there are all these films that are supposedly deserving, they, they can't even find a way to like you know kind of throw one to this film, throw one to that film. You liked it enough to give it twelve nominations. My God, <laughs> give it one. I do like it enough to to support the uh, best supporting actress uh, winner, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Uh, all right, best actor uh, Tony Leung Kai for Cold War, and up against Lao Ching Wan for Bullet Vanishes. Um, Nick Chung for Nightfall, which I, I kind of thought Nick Chung was more of a supporting actor in that film, um, but I guess they qualified him as best actor here. And he had then, the award bait. Uh, Tony Lung as uh, the Silent War, and uh, Chapman Toe for Bulgaria. The thing is, the the best actor choices aren't that good this year. Um, Tony Lung is a wussy choice. It's the it's the well, none of these guys are really were really had roles that good, so we'll just give it to the best actor of all five of them, and that's Tony Lung. Um, I think Nick Chen was actually the only really great thing about Nightfall. Yeah. If you ask me, I, I thought he was great in the film. Uh, really, like, well, 
Michael Wong says no. <laughs> it, it almost like he was in a wrong film. That's how good Nick Chen was in this film. Um, Michael Wong was in another dimension in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but who look who, look who the, the comedy number. version? Who's in the comedy <laughs> version of uh, Nightfall? Yeah, but look who has a nomination here. So I think Nick Nick wins. If Michael Wong played the mute guy, he might have gotten nominated. I think it would have been awesome. Michael Wong but, can never be muted. <laughs> His helicopter would, would would dominate us all. But um, I'm pleased with the outcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think in my in my prediction earlier for best actor, um, I thought that uh, Nick Chen should have won or uh, Chairman To for Gary. I mean, I think Chairman To should have won for. For best supporting actor instead, but it it, it almost will feel like okay. Well, we all know that Ronald Chen win best supporting actor, so why not give Chapman this one as kind of like a compensation? You know, he was he was great as kind of the straight man in Bulgaria in a way. So so um, and uh, I wouldn't mind if he won. Uh, but of course, Tony Leung. I mean, no, not too big of a complaint here. I mean, he was solid and uh, just not uh, how do I say? Just not an award winning performance in yeah. my book. I mean, there's a lot of finger pointing and a lot of angry acting, uh, to be sure. But Tony, um, it's not like the first time we've seen Tony Leung act angry. No, no, and and I agree. <laughs> yes. I think that Nick Chung was the best thing about Nightfall. Uh, again, the amount that we see him in the movie, I don't know if, in my mind, he really qualifies as best actor. But if you're going to put him in that category, um, I think he's he's de- definitely up there on my list. Um, Ross, what were you, what are your thoughts on best actor? I, I would have gone with Chapman Tell. Um, I, I think uh, I, w- I would have been fine with him winning. I, I think he should have won this time. Um, of course, you know it, it's strange that I'm choosing the one person who doesn't have one yet. But um, uh, t- t- Tony Leung was too angry, and uh, you know Tony Leung, Chihuahua, come on, the guy has enough. Mm-hmm. But the same same uh, same token, Tony Leung Kafai has a ton of awards now. Yeah, four yeah. best actor awards. I mean, that's a lot. So one more, and he ties with the other Tony. Yeah, except for the other Tony still hasn't beat with one more supporting award. Uh-huh. It it should have been Tony Lung versus Tony Lung between Cold War and uh, Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah, but too bad he was a supporting actor in that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to the category that the Hong Kong Film Critics Association says does not exist this year, and that is uh, best, the Best <laughs> Actress Award. Uh, the winner was Miriam Young. Uh, for Love and the Buff, and the follow- follow-up nominees were Zhou Shun for The Great Magician, Great Magician, excuse me, uh, Elaine Kong for Love Lifting, Sammy Cheng for Romancing in Thin Air, and Zhou Shun for The Silent War. So Zhou Shun versus Zhou Shun in this category. Um, there was one clear standout in my mind uh, who did not win, and uh, but let me hear from uh, let me hear from Kevin first. Well, Paul, I already know you you, you wanted Elaine to win. Yeah, I, I, I think I've I've said that uh, yeah, team million times here on the show. Let's just talk about it now. Well, it was always going to be Miriam versus Sammy. Um, Elaine, Elaine, it's an inspired. It was I, I think Elaine won just by being nominated. Um, I think that that in the future, this this will give her you know this will make people take her seriously, hoping in the future. And I think it's a great step that they actually nominate her. Um, but it was always going to be Miriam versus Sammy. The problem with Sammy is that she should have won for the first film, not for this film. Um, and Sammy what? really was that. Which film? Oh, uh, Love in the Puff. Love in the Puff. I thought Miriam should have won Mir- for Love Mir- in the Puff. Miriam, you Miriam, you said Sammy. Oh no, no, I meant Miriam. Sorry. Okay, that's Miriam- why Oops, sorry. Miriam should have won for, for her first film, which is Love in the Puff, not not for this one. And and it, and I think Sammy had a much more challenging role in terms of really carrying romancing in thin air. Um, and I thought she she was much more successful than Miriam here, who. Essentially, does a more mature version of what she's done in the last ten years in romantic comedies. Um, so I felt like uh, um, Sammy should have won, but I am not upset that I think I would really upset if Joshin won. Uh, Elaine Kong winning would be also an inspired choice, uh, not one I agree hundred percent, but I thought it'd be really inspired. Um, Miriam winning, it's okay, it's fine, uh, but I still prefer Sammy. Ross, uh, I agree. Um... You know, I, I said I'm I'm kind of a Sammy fan, although not really anymore. I was a huge Sammy fan like ten years ago. I'm not a super fan in any way, shape, or form anymore. I'm about as big a fan of hers as I am of Miriam, and in this case, I'm I still think Sammy should have won because I I thought she really had to cover more ground. She had to carry her film more. Um, I think, unfortunately for Miriam, one of the problems with her film was her her performance was actually carried by the dialogue. 
from Peng Chung and she had to repeat it like two or three times to get the message across. That really hurt it for me. Mm. You know, as good as your acting is, if you have to say the three, same lines three different times in the same film, it's like, ugh. So, I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I, I think I think Sammy would have been a better choice. Elaine is great. Um, I like that Elaine is taken seriously for this. Let's hope it does more for her than it did for Charlene after she got nominated for Best Actress for uh, Simply Actors. Yeah. Um, I think I, it I'm just hoping, you know, it, it doesn't take her a step backward to like, uh, I don't know, um, um, see you in YouTube too or something. I well, the, problem was... with, the problem with Elaine is that unlike Miriam and, and Sammy, um, when they first, they, when they got taken serious as actresses, is that Elaine is still tied to a, 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 a talent agency or, or a uh, entertainment company. And she essentially is obligated to be in any film that the company makes, universe mm. makes. Yeah. Or wants her to be, and hopefully they'll take better care of her now. But look what they did for the pegs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next category, Best Supporting Actor. Winner was Ronald Cheng for Bulgaria. And the nominees were Alex Mann for The Bounty, uh, Liu Kaichi for The Bullet Vanishes, Gordon Lamb for Cold War, and Chapman Toe for Diva. Um, now, this category for me was really tough uh, because I do agree with the winner in this case, but I think that uh, Chapman Toe gave a really strong run for the money with diva not a great film but really a film that's carried by his performance if you talk about a chapman toe performance from 2012 for me vulgaria was just kind of standard chapman toe being chapman toe and doing what he tends to do quite often in roles but diva seemed like it was a you know he was kind of stepping out of his comfort zone and it seemed a bit more like he was stretching himself. Not not by any great means, but it seemed different enough for me, and I really enjoyed the role and his portrayal of it in that film. Um, Kevin? Oh, I agree completely. I, I think it was Chapman really acting. It was really him playing a character instead of kind of doing a comedic variation of himself. He was the best thing in Diva, and and um, the, the first 15 minutes of the film, you know, the pre-credit scene when he was essentially the star uh, as opposed to Joey, I thought that was the best section of the film, and that was the only the worthy section uh, of the film. So I thought that um, he was very deserving, although he, you know, Ronald Chang was a very strong contender, even, you know, especially after the Golden Horse win, so it's not a surprise that he won, and, and uh, I think um, Ronald Chang it, it's a very interesting uh, comeback story for him. Like he said in his speech, he when he first started out as a, as a pop singer, a uh, singer-songwriter, he had a very bad um, publicity, almost ruined his career after um, his, his, his drunk incident on, on an airplane. And then he sort of came back and, and became an actor and had this major career comeback as an actor. And so this is a, a good uh, end to that story or a good, um, a good turn for that story, I think. Mm. So, well, so, you know, I, I have no idea. I, I have no, no objection to this win. Yeah, actually, um, the thing for me about Diva is I, I actually think that's arguably a supporting performance. It could actually be a lead performance in many ways. Um, even though the star is supposed to be the two girls in the film, yeah. in some ways I think Chapman is just as big. Yeah. So, and, and it's arguable that actually he does more in the film than either the two girls, so makes actually more choices than they do. So, um, I agree that Chapman was the best part of that movie. And so if he had won, that would have been great. I, I think Ronald is the textbook supporting character um if you want to say what a supporting role is in a film then yeah. then he pretty much nails it uh the other people i can't remember the fifth one alex man no over gordon lamb what and um, <laughs> i can't remember who the fifth one was Liu kai chi Liu kai chi well come on Liu kai chi it's just like i show up i, I raise my eyebrows and yeah. i, scream I, I chew the scenery I and, and that's what i do i get a nomination i wear makeup yeah. pancake makeup and i get a nomination and you know what he kind of deserves it, so it's okay. Yeah. But uh, at this point, they could just name the supporting actor award after Liu Kai-Chi, and that would be enough, and just he, he could stop. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, best Supporting Actress winner was Dada Chen for Bulgaria. Um, also up for, as nominees, uh, Jiang Yiyan for The Bullet Vanishes, Mavis Fan for The Silent War, um, Elaine Kam for The Viral Factor, and Siu Yum Yum for Bulgaria. Um, you know... I, I have to be honest, was not a fan of Dada Chen. Did not really think she brought much other than sex appeal to the role. Um, I don't, don't think she was tremendously you know, effective as, a, as an actress. And, you know, she was eye candy and, and she's, you know, or popping candy in this case. 
and yeah. uh, did That's what awesome. the role needed, but I, it wasn't exceptional in my mind. Um, now, that being said, I don't know if any of the other nominees were uh, overly exceptional either, um, although I do think that Su Yum Yum stands out simply because she's Su Yum Yum and the nature of the role she had. So, uh, Kevin? Well, the thing is, Dada won. I think Dada it was right in in, in thanking uh, thanking Pang Chen when she first got the award because the the award was really for the character, not not for her performance. The character was was special, um, and she fulfilled it fine. But I think uh, a lot of people were reacting to the character more so than than her performance, which is kind of you know. But is the character kind of really out. that special? She's a Langmo. I mean. Well, no, it's this whole idea that, you know, because it was mostly male voters, and this idea of this uh, <laughs> <Wow>. male fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so that's the new criterion, right? Wear a nurse's costume, do a little bit of cosplay, yes. and uh, you're in. Come on, the character's a boob total... window does it. You get the boob window in there, and you're in. Yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> the, the character is a total male fantasy. It's like, yes, I want this Lambo who to who take care of my daughter, uh, cook for me, and be totally kind, yeah. and, and give me fellatio, whatever she wants it's, it's, it's the whole madonna horror complex right yes it, it's a total male fantasy so the she, award she is, is totally really, she's the perfect girl it's yes sick. she is the perfect girl if like for a filmmaker especially for, for the also, voters attractive to other men and friendly to them but will not betray you yeah yes she does that so, too in the yeah. film. Uh, yes uh, exactly. especially handsome category three actors right Yes. yes, so so the whole thing is a fantasy, so everyone gave it to her for the character, not for performance. If you ask me, I thought that Mavis Fan should have, uh, or Jung Yang from the Bullet Adventure should have won, because Mavis, Mavis had the most interesting character in that film. Mm. Uh, forget Joe Shun. Yeah. She had really the, she should have been the star. Uh, she should have been the female lead. Um, and Jung Yang was just you know better than Minnie Yang, and therefore the best actress in the Bullet Vanishes. Um. I would vote for Jung Yan on this case. On this one, I think it's a runaway for me. At least, again, if you want to describe what a uh, supporting actress does in a film, I think she she really nailed it. So I would have given it to her. One thing to note about this year's awards, though, is you'll notice how many awards went to non-local people. Hmm. Like none. Hmm. None. It's no real. Like, dis- like- yeah. No well, real. Well, dis- well, last year, wasn't there this whole thing about them giving all the awards to 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 mainlanders or two years ago? Yeah, there have been times where people start asking, "Why are you giving them all the mainlanders?" Yeah. So you know, regardless of the quality of their work, of course, you know, no one asks is saying who deserves it or not because this year they like completely all the mainlanders didn't win. Um, so it's it's interesting to note. Uh, so if you had given it to 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 Mavis, well, Mavis is Taiwan. Um, well, I don't know, Jackie Chan won. <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> he's a mainlander he's, now, right? <laughs> they gave it to him because they felt sorry for him for being such an ass. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, they didn't give any awards to mainlanders this year. Uh, any really noticeable ones that anyone could see. Yeah. Uh, so that may have had something to do with the fact that Dada winning of Dada winning in the end. Because hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. you know, who, who did she go up against that was not a main, who like you no know, Su Yum Yum and now I can't remember the third one. Uh, um, Elaine Cam. Elaine Cam. Well, Elaine Cam is a local, but yeah. you know, come on, viral factor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, actually, I don't think Elaine Cam is a local. I think she's Taiwan also. Can't remember. But I thought uh, it was hilarious when when Elaine Cam uh, in the opening sequence of the show when she came out and said, "Yeah, you all think that Viral Factor is about guns and shooting explosions, but this is actually a film about a broken family and how when when broke families break, they can't be reconciled." And it's like that's exactly against what everyone else thought about this movie. Well, I read we've many read many reviews who love the film who said that it had nothing to do with anything. It was just a bunch of violent crap, which was why it was good. But yeah. it, it wasn't. It was clearly meant to be a, a meaningful film, and it was just loud and obnoxious about it. Um, but yeah, Zhang uh, Yan, I think, wins. And about Dada, um, not to take a page from the Hong Kong Film Critics Society, but do you remember that, that thing they said about not giving the award to Elaine Kong? Yeah, about hurting her. It would hurt her. It would ruin her. Well, what do you think this award's going to do to da- Dada Chen? I mean, it and to be honest, I think this may be the only award Dada ever wins. Hmm. Well, because you know, who knows? Who knows? I agree, but it's like hard for me to imagine she's gonna. Is she gonna take some like lead roles from now on because of this film? Are we gonna like actually watch her for like an hour and a half to two hours? She could be the next Shu K, right? Shu Chi. 
Ah, uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't see it. You know, I liked her in Bulgaria, but, you know, and she was fine. But really, yeah, she was a fantasy. And, you know, she, she didn't really carry much besides that. You know, it's not like, you know, you really saw things going on there that weren't being said in her dialogue. Mm. The people weren't saying for her. She didn't have to, like, carry that type of character. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, Shukei, forget it. Shukei is, was, like, after her first three roles, you could see something special. Mm. Um, even her first, well, you know, I don't, I don't remember if the first one was Sex and Zen, so hard to say. But, um, <laughs> there was something special. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, you know, you know she, she, actually, Shukei won Best Supporting Actress her first year out, remember? And Best New Artist. We were Erotica, yeah. Heavy Erotica, yeah. Yeah, and that was a great role. Unlike unlike Dada Chen, I think that was that was a, actually a great role. Well, you know, um, you could argue that's female fantasy too. But actually, she it was a character. It really was a character. Yes. Uh, Dada Chen's role was not a character. I agree. And so, her winning was just yeah. I just think I just think this is her ceiling. I don't know what she can do after this. It's going to be that much better. Well, we'll have to uh, keep our eyes open. Hey, I think everyone <laughs> has no problem keeping their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, best screenplay was the winner was uh, Long Man Lung and Sunny Look. Uh, the director is also for Cold War. Um, La- yeah. The nominees were La Chi Lung and Young Siu Lin for Bullet Vanishes, Pang Ho Chung, Logi Sum for Love and the Buff, Alan Mack, Felix Chong for The Silent War, and Pang Ho Chung and Logi Sum and Lam Chu Wing for Vulgaria. Um, so, as a screenplay, does uh, Cold War. You know, hold its hold its mustard up against these other films. I think for me, screenplay wise, uh, Bulgaria probably comes out on top. Uh, Kevin, well, according to Gordon Lamb, Cold War had like the best script like ever, right? The, the best uh, script this year. Oh yeah, none. that Gordon Lamb's read maybe. <laughs> but but actually, I thought it was it was gonna be well. I think Cold War was was lauded for a screenplay so it was expected that it would win essentially if, it, if that one won it would have pretty much set a domino for for the rest of the major awards so the fact that it won kind of gave it a foreshadow a best picture win anyway but um because then it kind of fulfilled the expectations that everyone thought cold war is the best movie ever starting from best screenplay um but for me it would have been one of the two pan films and i didn't think love in the buff was up to par mm-hmm. for pan film i thought it was uh uh, very clearly, uh, Palmatron is sort of going commercial or selling out in a way. Um, so I would, I would, like you said, Paul, I would have given it to Bulgaria just for being uh, very funny. In fact, Bulgaria, if you don't give it to screenplay, what else would you give it to? It's, it's for for being such a wordy movie, yeah. for being such a talky movie. What else would you give it to? So yeah, for me, it would have been Bulgaria. Ross, uh, I'd say Bulgaria also. It's the funniest, and it was most clever, and. Uh... It, it makes you laugh in either language. What more do you want? Yeah, um, yeah you know, it, it, this, the, the part of the story is not good, but it, it's or it's just kind of like just a structure, so it doesn't really do much for it. But on a whole, it was easily the. Uh, it just it had it just you know it just it had so many surprises as a screenplay. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think yeah, just just do it. Um, other than that, yeah, I, the only thing I would have chosen would have been unfortunately again, bullet vanishes, just. You know, and in 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 that case, it's just it's more like it was better than the other three. Mm. Actually, the script so, for the bullet vanishes was very solid. Um, it wasn't. Yes, it, was. it was the direction that was mainly the problem with the film. It was the screenplay was actually quite quite solid for what it was. Yeah, it was. It was, and actually, um, I think you saw the whole the story of they had to make changes on it because of Sarf. Yes, those are some pretty good changes, and they made them work, in my opinion. So hey, why not? Um, yeah, bullet vanishes would have been fine choice, but in the end. Uh, Bulgaria would have been good too. Uh, all right. Uh, the, the, the remaining categories, um, we can just kind of uh, uh, b- briefly touch on them because we do have. Can some we talk about best new artist? Movies to get to. Yeah, best new artist is, is <laughs> next. Visual effects. Um, <laughs> w- winner is uh, Alex Tsui for Cold War. Um, <laughs> up Christ. against uh, Zhang Lenshin for Chinese Zodiac, Sammy Sum for Lang Kui Fong Two. Feng Wenjun for Last Tycoon, uh, Jade and Yun for Tai Chi Zero, June Lam for Love and the Buff, although the note here says she was disqualified. I guess she wasn't new enough. Well, she wasn't um, new at all because she was in Love and the Buff. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, for me, Sammy Sum. <laughs> yeah. well, first of all, this is like the worst category ever this year. Okay, Actually, I wanted, I wanted the Hong Kong Film Critics Society to vote on this award because then they would cancel this award and I would not disagree. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, honestly, a, it's a hard award. I mean,. Uh, it, it, for potential, I mean, honestly, I would have given it to what's her name, the girl from uh, Siege, uh, Chinese Zodiac. 
Although she didn't Probably. do very much. Yeah. Well, she but, did an action scene at least. Yeah, well, half of one. But yeah, you know, I would have given her that award <laughs> because, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, no offense, but who really wants to vote for Sammy Song? I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he looks like a douchebag. I do. <laughs> they couldn't even, could even come up with a proper nomination clip they, if, you, if you saw the show. It's a montage. I mean, if you if you think about who was the most memorable in both Lang Kwai Fong 2 and, um, what was it? Uh, Young and Dangerous. Young and Dangerous. I mean, come on. There, that's, that's a real sliding scale you got there. Like, <laughs> Actually, I'd rather, wow. I'd rather they nominate him for, for Young and Dangerous instead of Long Kwai Fong 2, because at least Young and Dangerous, he was consistent. Yeah. Look, if I go to McDonald's, yes, I think the chicken McNuggets are pretty damn good. Okay? <laughs> it should not be like a McDonald's thing. This should be like... A little bit higher. At least yeah. go to like I don't know, uh, huh. uh, <laughs> Sizzler. Anyway, but the, the the point being, Alex Choi. What a terrible, terrible choice. A sucked, and B. What the hell? Why do you give an award to a sixty-year-old man who does nothing but act like what he was doing for forty-five years? And he also got fired for it, by the way, controversially because he was doing something that they didn't like. You know, it just whatever. You know, I mean. If you want to give background to people, uh, you can. Alex Choi was uh, actually a member of the ICAC, and he was controversially sacked in the 70s or the 80s. I don't remember. 90s. 90s, okay. Yes, he was, uh, he was fired for, you know, things he shouldn't have done, you know, but supposedly, you know, that you know, in an anti-corruption organization, you get fired for things you shouldn't have done. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, you know. No, I think what happened was that they look at a ballot, and they would recognize one name, and they voted for that name. That's what happened. Well, actually, they probably recognize Sammy some, but they're like, yeah. <laughs> The other movies they probably didn't see, right? Well, because they did, no one saw also, like my Mainland issue. Mainlander issue. Sammy yeah. some or Alex Choi. Other than that, all Mainlanders. Yeah, that's true. So if you were going to pull the Mainlander card on it, which apparently, you know, I think may have said something to do with it, then, yeah, you only had two choices then, and then it became uh, Alex Choi or, ew, that douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... There you go. Uh, best new douchebag award goes to Sammy Sam. Uh, but I think the most controversial one of the night was probably the best visual effects award, uh, which went to, for us, I guess. Uh, where's the coal for? <laughs> for what? For what? Yeah. For that fake ass explosion and the card splitting in half in the opening, pretty much. Oh, and the and the Mongkok. I, I guess they they. I, I guess the voters really hated Mongkok Broadway because they you know they gave it the best visual effects for exploding. Yeah. But really, um, I, I thought I thought Tai Chi Zero should have won that award personally. Um, so let's see. Just to quickly run down, and you guys can jump in if there's uh, any any points you want to make. Uh, Silent War, Anthony Poon for best cinematography. Sure. Um, best editing was uh, also Cold War. Kwang that Chi might be the most deserved War. most deserved one for Cold War. I think all mm -hmm. all night maybe. Yeah, but come on, Motorway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or, or viral factor, except for all those really boring ass scenes where they were crying. <laughs> yeah, actually, Cold War. Actually, the editing really is is quite solid for what it is to to make it what it is. Um, best art direction, uh, kind of surprising. Uh, the Last Tycoon, Young Chiman and, and Eric Lam. Yay! Um, <laughs> you know, I, I could kind of see that. Although I do think what else that. Was Sorry. I, I do think that uh, Tai Chi Zero and uh, Bullet Vanishes had some really strong art direction. Except for Bullet Vanishes. Uh, well, Bullet Vanishes, you could say derivative, but at the same time, they really did capture a period with it. Yeah. And they kind of jazzed it up and made it cool and shit. So I'd say Bullet Vanishes, why not? Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, it, Cold War, okay. You could give it to Silent War, except for, well, not Cold War, sorry. I mean, uh, it was uh, Last Tycoon. Last Tycoon was fine. Yeah. The problem with the Bullet Vanishes and the Silent War, they used the same set. And it was too clearly, it was, it was too clear that they recycled the set. So they should have given it to both films. <laughs> also, actually, one, right? actually, the Silent War uh, I thought had 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 momentum because they won the Asian Film Awards. Okay, I completely forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway, Film Awards. Uh, see, going on, best <laughs> costume and makeup was uh, Young Chung Man and Jesse Dye for The Great Magician. Expected it. <laughs> sure. See, the only costumes that were relatively colorful. So why not? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. I, I think uh, can consider because the bullet vanishes did kind of have sort of a dour, um, you know, gray, grayish, uh, bluish look to it. Um, guillotines, nah. Uh, Silent War was uh, kind of kind of plain, 
uh, I guess. In, in tai Chi, they were all in gray. They all dressed in gray and white and beige. Yeah, I, for me, Tai Chi was more about the art direction than the, then, the, yeah. the, the, the makeup and the design. But the, the worst part about Cold War, was Cold War up for costume design? No. No, no, thank God. Oh, because I was going to say, if it was up for costume design, it's like, well, good, Brooks, Brooks Brothers, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> or the guy choking mansion. Yeah. Best, G2000, best yeah. costume design. Best action design was uh, Jackie Chan and Ho Jun for Chinese Zodiac up against uh, Chin Ka Lok uh, for Cold Chin War, Chin Ka Lok for Motorway, <laughs> Samuel Hung for Tai Chi Zero, and Dante Lam and others, uh, inclu- and Chin Ka Lok for Viral Factor. So Chin Ka Lok was like one, two, three of the five awards, and he didn't win. Doggone well, Eric Jung said uh, either Chin Ka Lok is really good or is really cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I think the only point that can be made here, well, first of all, Motorway should have won. Um, but the only point that can be made here is uh, that um, Jackie Chan, this is the last Hong Kong Film Award you will ever win. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's, that's perhaps a point we can touch on in a moment. But, I, I mean... No, I, I, I think people appreciate... They, they all think that action design is just fighting or the fights. But actually, Chinese Zodiac had had some really um even the, the stuff on the island, the thing with the the um what you call it, the pulley and and all that crap yeah, uh, the, on the, the island. pirate ship, and, yeah, yeah, the pirate ship and all that crap. Actually, that all that stuff is action design. Yeah, and I thought, but know, action design seems like such a I mean general category. You, you you take what Jackie Chan did and and okay, yeah, it was you know Jackie Chan and and he does well with that kind of stuff. Um, but to compare that with motorway, motorway was just cars, right? I mean, pretty much. It and I was... think that made it more difficult. And for me, yes, I thought that motorway should have won. But you know, I'm not surprised. I'm not you know particularly upset that Jackie Chan won. I think some people are genuinely upset that Jackie Chan won because of the the quality of the film. Yeah. But actually, it's just because they don't like Jackie Chan, not because the action is really good or bad. And actually, yeah. to be honest, I think actually he he's fine that he won. Uh, the action was creative, and you know he did a lot of different things with it. It took a lot of thought and a lot of planning, and you know, certainly better than Viral Factor, even though Viral Factor is just chaotic and loud, yeah. which is I don't know that that, that that opening sequence in Viral Factor, as I said, I really liked it. It it really felt like uh, like I was playing a uh, Modern Warfare or something for for but, you know for that, that's that's not that hard to do. You just they went to another country. Yeah, it's, it's step one. <laughs> but but I know I know it's not that hard to do. It's just so rare to get that kind of level in Hong Kong films these days. Well, I would have, I would have voted for that, that car chase in the middle for Vile Factor. The, the for really... visual effects? Because that was all visual effects too, especially the crash part. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, going on uh, best... Uh, well, I guess we should talk about uh, briefly about the Jackie Chan uh, issue. Um, as, I, as I mentioned before I was talking to the guys outside of the show, I was kind of surprised that they... Because he was a presenter that they invited him to present because of the controversy surrounding him. He's been in the mainland. He was at the CPCCC. He's been making a lot of uh, remarks about democracy in Hong Kong and, and things, you know, Hong Kong people should fall in line and all, all this sort of, sort of political rhetoric. And he's promoting films up in the in mainland. Okay, let's get that straight. That's where his money, that's where his meal ticket is now. So that's what he's doing. Him, uh, uh, you know, but then he up, yeah. came out and he presented and... Even my wife said that the way he talked was confusing and annoying. And she understands English, Cantonese, Mandarin. And he was kind of channel switching between Cantonese and Mandarin. And it just seemed really weird the way that he was speaking. And I don't know, did you guys, did you did, did that annoy you as much as it annoyed me and, and, and some? <laughs> Of course it did. I mean, it was clearly um, actually a lot of the Hong Kong netizens went. Uh, they got really angry and said that Ch- Jackie Chan should go back to China, <laughs> um, because it was such. Because he said uh, in the beginning, yeah, I'm speaking Mandarin because there are so many Mandarin guests. I'm going to switch in between because it's funny and I'm presenting a best mainland Taiwanese film. Ha 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 ha! But it was extremely annoying and clearly another effort to. To, to, to suck up to the money, even in Hong Kong. I mean, it would have been fine, I think, if he would have come out and he said, you know, I'm presenting the award for the best mainland film and we have many mainland guests, so I'm going to speak in Putonghua and just do the whole thing in Putonghua. But because he was like in mid-sentence, he'd switch, he'd change, you know, he'd swap over the words. And it's like one minute I'm following and, and my, my Mandarin is much weaker than my Cantonese. And then I'm like, what? You know, why is he switching mid-sentence? What's going on? And... 
I thought it was just my bad, uh, my bad Mandarin that was kind of keeping me back. But you know, when my wife said that's really annoying, what he's doing, um, yes. it just seemed weird. And you know, they keep inviting him back because he's essentially one of the leading figures of the industry. Whether yeah. he's in China or not, he's still one of the, the favorite member or one of the leading members of the industry. Yeah. So there's no there's yeah. no way he would stop showing up. He's got favored mo- movie maker status, right? Pretty much, it's 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 all about uh, your elders and mm-hmm. who you respect and stuff like that. It's you know a lot of why what happens happens and why yes, no one votes for Pango Chung or Sammy Sum because <laughs> because yeah, and also maybe why Alex Choi wins because like yeah. oh my god, you know, he's my uncle. So it's, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, Jackie Chan is still everyone's uh, uncle. So, and everyone's big brother. So I guess you have to uh, give him that respect by inviting him. But yeah, then he like makes an ass of himself by switching between languages. And I guess he thought it was clever, but the problem is everyone else thought it was probably annoying and just obsequious and, and just really just, you know, tone deaf, especially with all the crap he pulled earlier. He needs- it doesn't. He, he doesn't understand that he already has a bad reputation among Hong Kong people. So whatever he does, it's going to annoy someone. And he does something that especially annoying, and then it really annoys everyone. Hmm. See, that's the thing. He could have should have come out and just be humble. Humble yeah. and, like, say, you know, I'm really happy to be here and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I love this film. And uh, Dada Chan, I voted for you. So he could have done that. <laughs> you know? But he didn't. So nice right. job, Jackie. Uh, let's try and re- run through the rest of these best original film score went to cold war although <laughs> i don't really remember the soundtrack that much it was uh, really loud and a lot of, yeah. a lot of thumping and... um it sounded like out, all the peter cam's uh, yeah, soundtrack beat out uh last tycoon uh teddy robin who worked on with tommy y on the bullet vanishes um beat out the diva soundtrack and silent war uh, best original song went to the last tycoon um, Yay! Because of Jackie Chung, I guess. We're, we're gonna... uh, if you guys, song. if you guys want to read the English version of those lyrics, buy the DVD. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I intend to get it. Um, <laughs> it was up against a song from Diva uh, by yeah. Joey Young and Mag Lam. Song from the Guillotines by uh, <laughs> written by Jay Cho, performed by Li Yuchen, and Lang Kwai Fong too. Pretty good song. Uh, and uh, by uh, Leo Kuh and Romancing in Thin Air, Sammy Chang. Do you realize the problem with, with, with Lang Kui Fong 2's nominated song is that a film about clubbing is represented by a ballad? <laughs> well, again, I've... this is a film that makes time go backwards, so <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, best sound design went to Cold War, beating out Bullet Vanishes, Guillotines, Motorway, and Viral Factor. It was loud, okay, you know. Uh, best visual effects we just talked about went to Cold War, although I don't really remember a lot of visual effects in that film. Hell, if they give, hell, if they would give it to the guillotines for the opening five minutes, I would have been happy. <laughs> because at least there was some visual effects going on there. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes visual effects are very good for what they hide or what they allow you to achieve. So maybe they were uh, they use the visual effects to erase all the uh, crew members they accidentally left in the shots. So, like, wow, we didn't even know the crew members were there. Good job, guys. The thing is, as fake as Tai Chi Zero special effects was, it really served the direct director. It really served yeah. the film style. Yeah, and I, I thought it really should have. I thought should have won. Uh, best film of mainland and Taiwan back to 1942 uh, from China up against GF uh, BF from Taiwan, Love from Taiwan, <laughs> Love is Not Blind from China, and Painted Skin: The Resurrection. Um, I think I've seen all the films except GFBF, and I'm I you know, back to 1942 is an amazing film. It's an amazing piece of work. Terrible to watch, but um, I I think I'd probably agree with that. Although Love Is Not Blind equally a great film, Painted Skin is fun for what it is. Um, wouldn't think it's quali- It's up there in terms of the quality with uh, either of those films. Love also pretty good, but pretty derivative. I think. Uh, Kevin? Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think Back to 1942 totally deserve it. Ross? No, no, no order. Uh, uh, I might give it to Love is Not Blind. Hmm. Um, wow. But Back to 1942, the problem was, uh, you know, part of it is really good, and the part of it that is not really good it really annoys me. Uh, <laughs> I, I am not a fan of, uh, like, like, you know, it's just the whole thing with Tim Robbins. It's like, what movie were you in, man? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, and it, it's like they tried to do two things. I can't really say it totally works. I think it's a very good movie, and uh, it did things in a really interesting way. But I, I just had a problem with the the. You know, it tried to have its cake and eat it too. You know, if you could say it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it had that uh, Feng Shuang sense of humor, that dry kind of distance, which uh, made it really smart and very, very interesting, and kind of like give a different spin to things. But it still had the tearjerker crap. Yeah, you put them together, and it's like, huh? You know, what am I supposed to feel about watching this? Um, yeah. You know, and, and and again, you know, the, the Tim Robbins stuff, it just it doesn't even fit anything. You know. Well, I, I think that Kevin was telling me before that there's actually a scene that is cut out of the film that features more Tim Robbins that's, I guess, somewhat poignant. It has the Tim Robin and Zhang Hanyu death scene where yeah. they lie, their their bodies are laid down in like a cross. And, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, it, do, it does have some, I, I it does make some connection mm-hmm. with the Adrian Brody. One of the things I was afraid, the Adrian, Adrian Brody character, one of the things I was afraid of happening was that you're going to have Adrian Brody in it and Tim Robbins in it working together and not really connecting with the other Chinese actors, which is a technique they've done using Western actors before where it's just like, you know, they've got these guys in a completely different set and they're just kind of edited in for Western star power. But they did kind of use Adrian Brody um, in some other scenes. So I think Tim Robbins is just sort of an additional Western connection there. But yeah, he's kind of superfluous, not really needed. Um, it, it when it w- went for the really like you know, the really black comedy. Uh, it was really, really I thought a very successful movie. Then, the problem is it didn't sustain that overall. Yeah. I thought it was brave enough that he even went for it. Well, yes, it was brave that he went for it. Absolutely. Um, so you know, it, 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 it's it's a tough situation. Um, so I, I would choose Love Is Not Blind, personally speaking. Mm. Um, but that, back in nineteen forty two, yeah, it's a great movie. But then you're rewarding because it's a movie you think should win, kind of like. Cool. But anyway, um, um, I guess uh, the probably the last category we'll talk about best new director, um, uh, Roy Chow, you know, for Nightfall. Although, how how can he be qualified as a new director if he's already first been a two films, first two film and under a certain age? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, which is I why see. he won. But so I, that, I, I'm I'm just I, I I'm just convinced that they will never give an award to any Mado film. Period. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it's it's a bit it's a bit terrible because Roy Chow stinks. Um, well, you know, <laughs> we we don't know how bad he really is. Well, two things against him. One, you know, he he really does have a uh, a really terrible ego, which he uses in his 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 press, which you know really t- it's kind of a turn off. All that stuff about yeah, well, you know, no one understood like Picasso in his time. It's like I'm <laughs> some murder and I fought. You cannot compare it to Picasso. You know? Um. And the scripts for his movies were bad. So, you know, we don't know how good he can really be as a director. He, he's, technically, he's fine. So it's not really against him. It's just that, yeah, he's kind of unpleasant because his ego is very large. And, and yeah, the scripts for his movies were lousy. Hmm. Um, and I guess we could mention the Lifetime Achievement Award went to mm, C. Yin, a wider director and producer. So I guess that kind of you know, uh, sums up the awards. I guess the last point we'll touch on, and we'll finally talk about some actual movies that are out now, is the stage design. What was up with that? Yeah, for for, for a film, um, or for a year, where their tribute is to shooting on film, they had a digital background. It was an entire digital stage, right? It was like the the state, even the floor itself was like this waterfall, waterworks kind of a thing. See, the thing is, Afterwards, what happened was they brought out the roulette tables and it became a casino. <laughs> <laughs> they, they shipped everything back over to the sands, right? Yeah, exactly. In, in yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically it looks great, but extremely, uh, very ironic for, you know, for a year where they say goodbye to shooting on film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure if people can actually watch this now. I don't know if it's available over on YouTube or any place else. They were running it seemed somewhat consistently on uh, Now, uh, one of the Now TV channels, which seemed to be also one of the sponsors of the event. So um, some some pretty close ties there. I got to watch it after the fact, um, but I didn't watch the whole thing because I got kind of annoyed with that stage and uh, Jackie Chan. Well, I sat through all three hours of it, but I, the, the individual, individual uh, awards, uh, the presentations are pretty much all over YouTube if you know how to find it. Yeah. 
All right. Actually, I got drunk, so it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a stage show, so I watched it without commercial breaks later on. But yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, that that's the awards, and um, I guess uh, we can. It took uh, us an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we, we 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 rambled on, um, but we can look forward to the Love HK Film dot com <laughs> <laughs> awards uh, coming somewhat soon in the future, probably uh, post Udine. Is is that correct, Ross? I need to have time to work on it. Yeah. Um, but we'll be able we'll be able to sort of look back and reflect on um, some of our picks uh, versus uh, what comes up what what's come up from the thirty yeah, second yeah, annual. I have to say one thing about it: we have a huge advantage that they didn't have this year. A mega, 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 mega huge advantage. Well, we actually saw the films. No, we got to include a film that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Film. Simple life. That was last year. Right? <laughs> Simple Life is in our, in our awards this year. Yeah. So just because of that, you know, I wonder if Cold War will win. <laughs> yeah, I think we pretty much guarantee people that get, the Cold War will not be picking up any awards on under our, our award. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can win some of the awards like um, uh, um, acting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when when the day comes that um, you know the the editors over at the LoveHKFilm.com decide to run another best Hong Kong film of all time, uh, then perhaps Cold War will. Actually, it would be interesting to see if it, where it shows up if we did run one of those polls. Or like, you know, in the next 10 years, assuming that I do another 10-year poll. Yeah. Or a five-year poll, that would be funny. But, um, yeah, it's like... Well, I, I, think, I think we'll have to see. It's out on video now. We'll have to see what, you know, some of the, uh, some of the overseas market starts to say about it once it starts getting out there and people start commenting about it. Oh, uh-huh.